so much appeal. A great place to get a seafood meal. Miami. Miami, Miami, you've got style. Picture at Los Angeles 2018. Welcome to Out on the Lanai, the only Golden Girls podcast you're ever going to need to listen to. I'm H. Allen Scott. And I'm Carrie Doherty. And this is a podcast where we watch an episode of The Golden Girls and then we talk about it. And we just watched season seven, episode 12, From Here to the Pharmacy, which aired on December 7th, 1991, and is the one where Blanche dates a pharmacist. This is so weird. I like the the Dorothy Sophia storyline. I love the Dorothy Sophia story. But the Blanche one, even though I love Blanche's acting in it, it's a little weird. It's weird for me because she never cops to the fact that she had no idea who he was. Yeah. Like, he he came into the situation being like, we fell in love last year. And she never, she never admits, like, I'm so sorry, I don't remember you. Well, no, that I get. That I get. Because, like, apparently he just had a rough time at war, which we'll get to because I kind of call bullshit on that and why why make someone who just returned home feel worse about not being rememberable when he like pined for her the whole time like it would she did the she did the smart thing by like just letting him believe what he wanted to believe okay before we get into this episode i want to tell a story about a very similar situation that i had i you served in the persian gulf war no i was a waitress at a honky tonk restaurant in georgia And one night this guy came in and was sitting at the bar and started chatting me up and he was like a nice dude. And, um, and he was like, Oh, would you want to like, uh, hang out after this, go for a drink? And I was like, Oh, I have homework. I'm really busy. Sorry. I was like, I don't know, 2020. And, um, I was like, but maybe like next week. And he was like, Oh, well the thing is I'm like shipping off to Afghanistan tomorrow. And I was like, Oh, and then for a minute I was like, Oh, maybe this guy's just saying that cause he wants to sleep with me. Yeah. And then I was like, no, did it work or maybe, but, but, but listen, uh, and I was like, I, I just, I didn't know. So I was like, tell you what I was like um when you get back you know why don't you like look me up whatever I gave him my number and um I was like best of luck be safe over there thank you for your service yada yada and um and so he left and I think it like the next morning he texted me at like five in the morning when I was on my way to school just being like it was so nice to meet you blah 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 and I was like yeah same here a year later... He became a pharmacist. He became a pharmacist. How'd you know where that was going? A year later, I was still working at the same restaurant. Wow. And is that the sad part of the story? <laughs> yeah, I think it is. A year later, I was still working at this honky-tonk steakhouse. Yeah. And it was a busy night. It was crazy busy. I was running around and... Uh, the manager was like, hey, I need you to take this basket of rolls up to my table. And I was like, Mm -hmm. I'm super busy. Can somebody else do it? And she was like, you're going to want to take this basket of rolls up to my table. And I thought she was like weirdly threatening me. So I was like, okay. And I take the basket up to this table and I put it down and it's just these three dudes and they're all just looking at me. And I was like, here you go. And the guy was like, one of the guys was like, do you remember me? And I was like, (gasps) oh. And it was the dude from a year ago. He had all and I was his limbs. Like, all of it. Yeah, he was. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah. Hi. And uh, his friends left. Did you and, sleep with him? And he was like, he was like, I just got in. He's like, I just got back from Afghanistan. If you didn't sleep with yesterday. him, this is going to be a bad story. Listen, let me get there. <laughs> 
he was like, I just got back from Afghanistan yesterday. And so he's like, so, you know, he's like, I, I wasn't sure if he still worked here. I was going to text you, but I wanted to surprise you. So he showed up and like was a lot hotter than I remembered him being. Well, yeah, because people who serve in war come back hotter because they're kind of crazy. Oh, don't say that. They are. It's a traumatic experience. Yeah, but and crazy is not a good word to use. Okay, they're troubled, and troubled is always hotter than normal. Okay, yeah. Anyway, uh, we ended up dating for like nine months. Did um, you really? So we you did, did have You had all the sex did. with him. Yeah. I hope so, at least. But then then we had a horrible breakup, and I don't, I'm not going to get into that. Let's just like remember the good stuff about it. He ended yeah. up being a really not a good dude, but... Well, I mean, I can kind of understand what uh, I can kind of like understand where he was coming from now. But anyway, I think that's a conversation you're having in your head right there. It is. None of us I'm understand like, I'm trying to justify part. it. I'm like, oh, do I yeah. want to say what he did? No, no, don't say what no. he did. Anyway, I, mean, I had a similar situation. Sorry. My point being Blanche. I don't know. I just feel like Blanche should have remembered him. I remembered this guy and I had, I just, because you I did met doesn't mean Blanche second, needs to, but Blanche clearly Miss like Prissy, spent the night everyone's with this gotta guy. Everyone's got to be like me. <laughs> Unless Blanche has a thing that she does with every guy, which is like her move nah. is like, we fall why, in love. Why? You know, it's going to hurt the guy's feelings. If you say it, you know, it's really going to shatter him and you don't know, you don't know his mental state. He just served in war. We know that that's a tough thing to do. Why? make this man potentially feel worse than he already does. Well, she was going to break up with him by being like, oh, you're just a pharmacist. Which is an easier thing than being saying you're not memorable. Honestly, the fact that if he hates her at the end and if he's like, yeah, she's just a vain bitch, fine. That's an easy thing to get over. But the fact that if she's like, oh, I didn't remember you, that's going to make him feel so hopeless and worthless. Why do you think they even, why do you think that she that even needed to be part of the story. Well, that I she think the story him. is bullshit to begin with, so we can get into that. All right. Well, yeah. let's talk. Let's start with talking about the fun story because that's where the episode starts and should have stayed. Sophia's working on her will. Yeah. With Rose as her acting attorney, even Which is though hilarious. Rose is not a lawyer. I actually thought it would have been funny if. Rose did have some kind of weird law degree from St. Olaf. Like that time that she knew a lot about city law? Yeah, like, yeah. Or like, city ordinances? Yeah, like yeah. if she had some sort of <clears throat> obscure farm law yeah. like degree, you know, like she... Um, well, she does go into a story about how doing a will is very serious because her husband left the entire farm to a cow. To a pig, to Henrietta. Was it a pig? It was a cow. Oh, no, it was a cow because they had they steak. Had steak. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then she had to she had to convince her case to a jury of the cow's peers. Only in Saint Olaf, six months it took her to get the farm back. Only, but the but the but the cow did get the car, but she wasn't able to use it again because Rose ate her. Yeah, bitch. Rose, when Rose was like, she didn't get a chance to use it. Like, <laughs> um, Give me the A one sauce. I, and then I love how later they're like having a completely different conversation and Rose is just like, I hated that cow. Like she's still living in that memory. <laughs> That's funny. Um, I love that uh, you and I were quoting so much in this episode. This There's a lot episode of moments. Had There's especially so a lot of uh, Dorothy moments. moments that are like very memorable. And there was one Sophia one where she's working on the will and she goes, I hereby leave my daughter, Dorothy Spornak. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Rose said she's a good lawyer because every Thursday she watches, watches La La. La. 
<laughs> I love there was like a great La La callback joke later. Yeah, also um, an NBC. No, that was an ABC. Was it ABC or NBC? I forget. I think it was NBC, actually. I can tell you. LA Law. Oh, Stephen Bochco. So I think it was ABC. Was NBC. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah, which makes sense if they're making an NBC joke. So Blanche comes in. And she says that she got a call from a soldier that came home from the Persian she Gulf. She's wearing a beautiful dress. And she can't remember him. Is this the blue dress? It is, yeah. I don't like the blue dress on I her. I do. I like I the don't. blue dress. I think it's... There's no shape to it. There's no shape to I it. But I do like it. And the color's pretty. I just... I don't love it. I didn't think she looked great in this episode. I think she wears it well. I mean, they all look great in every episode. But I wouldn't say it was That's my preferred There are some episodes look. that it's like, stop. So, um, so yeah, so this guy is back from the war and he wants to see her and she can't remember him. Can we talk about the guy? Bill Kirby, the actor, sorry, Bruce Kirby plays Bill. He's fine. The actor is fine. The person, the role is fine. Okay. First off, little history here. Persian Gulf War, the actual battle part of the Gulf War part of it lasted two days. Not even. Less than 48 hours. The actual fighting part of it lasted less than two months. So, like, people were really only stationed there. There was a small amount of soldiers stationed there earlier on, like in 1990. But in 1991, during the actual battle, there was very little presence. Um, There was a big presence, but then after it was was over really quickly, and they were done. And George Bush's numbers went through the roof, and everyone was like, he's going to get reelected. And then Bill Clinton came in and took it away. Played a saxophone on Arsenio Hall. Not because of that. The economy tanked, and that's why. Um, But uh, so... Like, that's kind of bullshit. Like, he's not going to be gone for a year unless he's, like, a high-ranking official. And if he's a high-ranking official, he's not going to be a fucking pharmacist. You know what I'm saying? So there's that part of it. Second, this dude looks like he was serving ice cream instead of serving in the war. You know what I'm saying? Like, this dude did not... No offense, not fat-shaming, but come on, dude. Like, he's not going to... This No, this is not the guy that's going to be serving in the war. Yeah, in I his mean, locker, has a picture in his locker. This man's 50-some years old, and he weighs, you know, 190 pounds with zero muscle on him, except for maybe his tongue when he puts a Dorito in it. Like, that's all he has going for him, and muscle-wise. Yeah, we don't know what he did. I don't but... know what else he could do outside of being a high-ranking military officer, in which case he's not going to be a pharmacist. Why? Because he, gets, he, wouldn't, he, he would get a pension. He wouldn't have to work. Oh, you are CSI and the shit out of this. Well, Mont- no, I'm just, saying, I'm just saying like the actual casting part of this and this whole storyline is kind of bullshit. I mean, it's a cute story for Blanche to have because Blanche is like the flirty one, whatever. That's a cute story. Mm-hmm. But it would have been, I think, a lot better if it wasn't this whole like officer thing. It mm-hmm. should have just been like a high ranking military person. That would have been more, mm-hmm. I think, up uh, worthy of Blanche's attention. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. All right. That's my. Well, um, the actor who played Bill, Bruce Kirby, lover boy. Um, I mean, he's still working today. He's done a lot of stuff. Yeah, he's um, been all over the place. I know him from, most well know him as Milo Pressman, the junkyard owner from Stand By Me. Oh, interesting. Who goes, Chopper, sick and boy, sick and boy. And then Will Wheaton's like, he said sick and boy. But what I heard was Chopper, sick balls. It's actually not Will Wheaton. It's Richard Dreyfuss's voice. But you see Will Wheaton running in slow motion. I didn't even have to look up M- Milo, the foreman, the, pre- the Milo my brain just short circuited. Yeah. Anyway, I, I, I just it knew was his, fun to watch. I that knew his happen. name from the movie because I know the movie so well. Yeah. Um, 
Anyway, great actor. That's who plays Bill Bruce Kirby. Um, Should have cast someone else for this role, but great actor. When he comes over, I thought it was a little interesting that he just goes in for a kiss without permission. Mm, yeah, like I, he's just like, well, "Hey, Blanche," and like lays a big one on her. And in I'm like, 1991, consent was a little questionable. Yeah. You know, we had the whole Clarence Thomas thing going on. Yeah, yeah. Also. I feel like, and I, I, I know that, you know, in these episodes, the women often don't refer to things that happened to them in past episodes. Yeah. But a man who Blanche doesn't know who shows up and is like, remember, we fell in love before we, I went to the war. I feel like Rose would have stepped in and been like, I've been here. There was a guy that you might guys remember the guy who came and he was like, hey, I am from Boston. I was best friends with Charlie. And, and then, then he wanted to steal her money. Well, but she doesn't know that because, again, it was another instance of Sophia saying, why tell her the truth when she has this happy little lie and right. it's going to change the way she thinks? Again, it's a lesson. That was the lesson for this episode for why Blanche should not have told her Okay, the truth. you make a good point. Well, then it should have been Dorothy that should have pulled her aside and Now, said, that would have been Blanche. a good callback for Dorothy. I mean, like, oh, yeah, you mean the one that wanted to steal your money? And then Rose could have been, what? And then I've Dorothy. been writing him love letters for years. <laughs> <laughs> and then Isaac Newton shows up. He's yes. like, I thought you were writing me love letters. Wait, Miles, I don't, aren't, I don't, where are you? <laughs> I thought the cheese man was dead. <laughs> so then um, Blanche and Loverboy... Uh, go to a restaurant. Love and boy, Bill. His name's Bill. Bill. We don't know that yet, but his name's Bill. They're at a table. They're in a restaurant at a table in the forest of Fern Gully. <laughs> I don't know where that restaurant is, but I was like, oh, we're this in whole the rainforest. This whole thing about her promising not to see anybody yet when he got back and there's a picture and the locker and the bunker and the memories and the blah, 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 blah. I, I, there were some funny moments yes, there was. in that conversation where... Especially when Blanche was like, I was lonely many times. Yeah. Two to three times a week sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Depending oh, yeah, upon goes, how often the phone yeah, rang. Yeah, I got scared too. Yeah. Um, there's also a great moment where he... Uh, you know, he goes through his whole confession where he's like, one night when the the alarms rang out and uh, there was a nurse and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, oh, how could you, Ben, Mark, Bill? I want yeah. her to go like, oh, I don't know. Also, I know it begins with a B. Bill's, Bill's whole like, you know, if I survived thing. Another little history factoid of the Gulf War, y'all. Thousands of people served only, only, and yes, this is still a large amount of people, but not like a crazy amount. 140 some people, um, U.S. civilians, like died in service in the Gulf War. It doesn't even rank within the top 10 of U.S. wars of casualties deaths, not even near the top 10. Sure, but how many casualties were there? Like how many enemy combatant casualties were there? You mean of Iraqi and, and other people that uh, in other countries yeah oh, there's thousands i'm well no no actually there was like there's thousands yes there's thousands there's a thousand people missing because you I can still i mean you can still i mean if you're killing other people even if you're not killed or if you don't see so i mean obviously if you're not killed or maimed or if you don't see someone killed you know like one of your own friends near you like that's still incredibly traumatizing well i'm not like, i'm not talking about traumatizing somebody. though i'm talking about him talking about not coming back like don't dramatize this to the point where, like, because then also if, if I was someone who had served in another, like, the Vietnam War or something, mm -hmm. I would be like, this episode is offensive and bullshit because this it isn't like the Vietnam fucking war. Like, yeah. it isn't like the World War Two where the guy was, like, worried about coming back. He served for two days. <laughs> it was a two day war. OK, I'm going to um, I, I don't know enough about this war to to speak to it. It was also one of the way, first but... wars that was on, like, 24 hour news. 
Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just depressed thinking about war. I mean, they brought it to us. The Golden Girls did it. I know. Um, Okay, let's let's talk about Blanche's turn, because it's really sweet, where... um, they're having this conversation and yeah, he talks about her picture and you know, if it weren't for your picture, I don't think I would have made it through again, which is what this, the swindler charlatan guy said to, said to Rose. Um, but he said, uh, I, I promise I'd come back home and be your, your one and only guy. And it like, I don't know, something clicks with her. And so they dance and she goes, welcome home soldier. She has is like really, a, it really is sweet. cute. She has a whole like damsel sort of like soldier moment, which is whatever. I just, I thought their kiss was very sweet in the leg up and the leg down was very sweet. And the music that was playing was very sweet. See, now this would have been a good story for me if there wasn't this whole setup of like her not knowing him and stuff. Like if it was just someone that someone basic that she had met, and then all of a sudden she had a turn and started to love someone basic. That would have been a better storyline for me. I wonder if, because they still could have done a story where she meets a guy in uniform and she thinks it's sexy and then has a great night with him. And then the next day she sees him at a pharmacy and he's like, oh, I just got out of the service. That was actually my last day. I'm actually a pharmacist. However... They've already done episodes with, with Blanche where paralyzed she hits on a guy and then he yeah. wheels away in his wheelchair. She hits on a guy and then realizes he's blind. So I she feel can like pick him. Yeah. So I feel like they were trying to do something a little different with this one because this is now the fourth story where it's like, can Blanche look past her vanity to well, that's the best. I mean, that's one of know, the best. To date sort of, someone, it's her Jake. It's her. That's her thing. That's this character's art. Yeah. Always like, can't she look past where? How can we get to Blanche's humanity? That yeah. is all, and that's that is a fascinating thing. And that's why I said I think the story's bullshit, but I think Rue McClanahan's performance in it is actually very good. Yeah. Um. So back to Dorothy and Sophia. Oh, I love it. There is. A great. Uh, this whole scene was so funny. At with, the coffee, or at the kitchen table. Where they're, they're sitting at the kitchen table, and uh, Sophia thinks that Dorothy wants to kill her because she wants to whatever she's going to leave her in her will. And these are where we have some really funny lines <laughs> and some amazing B. Arthur performing. Um, Sophia goes. What'd you do, Dorothy? Slip cyanide in my mouthwash? Joke's on you. I don't use it. (laughs) (laughs) Ma, don't be ridiculous. Have some tea. It'll It'll calm you. It'll relax you. Relax you, yeah. And then Sophia's like... Oh, they're after Dorothy. Oh, I hear the cops. They're after her. Don't put cyanide in your mom's mouthwash. And then Sophia's... (laughs) Joke's on you. I don't use it. (laughs) And then Sophia gives the um, tea to Rose. She's like, here, you drink it, Rose. And Dorothy goes, Rose, don't! That tea was, was for, for my, my mommy. mommy. <laughs> and then she's like, what's going on? Like, what are you, t- Ma, what are you talking about? Um, and then Rose says that she can't uh, tell Dorothy what's in the will because she doesn't, uh, because of the attorney-client privilege, even though she's not a licensed attorney. Yeah. Well, uh, but it depends. Every state's different. You don't necessarily have to be licensed to represent someone in every state. It's a true story. Really? Yeah. Huh. So like some people in some states you can take the exam, the lawyer's exam without having gone to law school. Oh, you can take the bar? Yeah, you can also in some states be an attorney general without having a law degree. Yeah. True story. Like Jeff Sessions, probably. Uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> oh, no, I think Jeff Sessions is an actual lawyer. But you know what? By lawyer do you mean Keebler Elf? Maybe. 
I don't know. Who lives in a tree <laughs> and has friends who live under bridges. Anyway, guys, this is a nonpartisan podcast. Um, sure it is. Yeah. So uh, then we find out that um, Sophia is going to be leaving $35,000 to Dorothy in her will, which came from uh, checks that she got from Phil and Gloria. Um, yes. And they worked hard for that money. They work hard for the money. Uh, 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 What's uh, going on? Oh, nothing. I'm I'm seeing Frasier eat a lot of Michael's threading. Uh-oh. And so I was about to text Michael to be like, kill Frasier. <laughs> there he all. is. We haven't seen him all That's day. All. Behind the scenes, guys. BTS. Yes. So <laughs> then Dorothy's upset because she's like, all these years you were hoarding money and I had to make big sacrifices for you. Yeah. Which... Yeah, I get it. I mean, yeah, I, I would be mm-hmm. I would be frustrated too. I mean, especially thirty five thousand dollars for someone who's one hundred and eighty three years old. Like mm-hmm. that could last her the rest of her life. Yeah, yeah. Which is only a couple of years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a it's a yeah. That's a good amount of money. Yeah. Um. So then Blanche comes home wearing Bill's hat and she's in love and wants to get a dog and a cat and a house in the country because these are the mm. best years of her life. And Dorothy's like, these aren't the best years of your life. They're these the, are the last, last years, years of your life. life. <laughs> these are my twilight years. <laughs> Oh, no, that was something that Sophia says later. Oh, wait. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, I know. It's Everybody's talking about age. Dorothy has some really good lines this episode, doesn't she? She does. Yeah. So another one is um, as, uh, as Blanche is leaving the kitchen, she's like, Bill's the most romantic man I've ever known. And Dorothy's like, she always says that when they give her a hat. <laughs> <laughs> um, and this is where Dorothy's like, no more money. You're cut off. Yes. She tells her... Sophia's cut off. The next morning, Dorothy is Wait, still. Wait, no, because this is where the lines are, where, where Sophia's like, Sophia's like, I was saving that that money for my old age. Nope, that's in this scene. What? Yeah, it's coming up. I got I'm you. So ready for this. I know you're so ready for it. So the next morning, Dorothy's in a really pissy mood, and this is when she uh, shits on Blanche and Rose in a very funny, quotable line where she goes, uh, if I had had that money, I could have been living in a swinging condo instead of with, I shouldn't say anything, I haven't had my coffee. And she takes a sip of coffee. A slut and a moron. (laughs) Sorry, it must have been decaf. So then that's when Sophia comes in and she's like, look, I'm not paying for anything anymore. You're on your own. And Sophia goes, that money's from my old age. She goes, old age? You don't leave fingerprints anymore. (laughs) I'm in my twilight years. You're in the twilight Twilight zone. zone. What was the Indian joke? Oh, she, she made some said, Native American joke. Yeah, where like they they ask, the how Indian does she tribe? do it? Yeah, <laughs> she was Dorothy with those zingers left and right. She was on it. Oh, so, so great, so good. So then later that day, Bill comes over dressed as a pharmacist. His arms are so pale. Oh, I didn't notice that. I noticed his pale arms immediately because they were the same color as his pharmacist's smock. <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't. I don't ever notice those things because I too am very pale. You're not as pale as Bill. He you was don't like, think so? "No, I'm pale. I don't go out in the sun." But I, I literally have a- haven't been outdoors in 13 years. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've been in this apartment for 13 years. Yeah, I'm that guy from this that episode where he was stuck in the 70s. Except yeah. I'm stuck in 2001. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was wondering why when I came over, you were like, "Hey, have you heard about that new movie from Justin to Kelly?" And I was like, "What?" <laughs> no, I just have a neon sign above my door that says, "I survived Y2K." <laughs> That's great. Yes. It's your only mean of only means of light of light. 
We'll get the electricity turned on in here. <laughs> I got to pay that bill. Um, but I don't trust the internet. Y2K. Y2K, man. <laughs> so, uh, so Blanche realized Bill's a pharmacist mm-hmm. and it bums her out. Which, I mean, is also kind of a bummer because like... You know, okay, scratch the whole ridiculousness of this man being that age, having served as just like a regular officer in the Gulf War, whatever. Like, if you forget that and you just accept him at his word, and then he came back and he got himself a nice job, as again, as a pharmacist, which is like a very good thing. He's helping a, he's helping a small community and Absolutely. doing good things. And the fact that she comes in and then she kind of shits on that... I mean, it, it's an easier way for her to get out of the relationship, for her to use her vanity to get mm-hmm. out of it, and it's a much less threatening way, I think, for her to, for her to do it. But it still just says so much about Blanche in just an ugly she way. She could also just ask him to put his uniform on for sexy times. Well, of course she'll do that. Like, that's that goes without being said. I just, uh, yeah, I, I don't understand the problem. Yeah. But, um, but she quickly does a turnaround. I said things to him last night that I've never said to anybody. Clean things. <laughs> also, in this scene, um, Dorothy's wearing paperclip earrings. Yep. They're just giant paperclips. And Blanche's earrings... Uh, they're like brown with a little gold and I feel like the brown perfectly matches her shirt. I feel like they just took some extra fabric from yeah. her shirt and made her these custom earrings and Rue McClanahan was like, I like this whole outfit and then took it home with her. <laughs> well, and then somebody bought it from her estate. Yeah. Um, this is also the, the, the part where Dorothy reads Blanche basically being like, you always do this. The moment someone gets serious, you find some ridiculous reason mm-hmm. to, to not like them. And it's true. Yeah. It's what she does. Yeah, it is what she does. But she says that she can't dump Bill, not after what he's done for our country. Wait, that's the president song. <laughs> Wait. That's the wedding song. What's, what's And I'm proud to be an American, where at least I know I'm free. And I hope to God that the man who died... Who gave their life to for me, and I'll gladly stand 60, up. 60% of our audience just turned it off. <laughs> Next to you, I defend us to today. <laughs> Thank you. There is There are three people <laughs> applauding, singing along right now with me. Sure. And if you were one of those three people, please... Go to Facebook.com slash Golden Girls Podcast or whatever our tag is and and leave a comment. Great. So then Blanche goes to the pharmacy and brings Sophia so that the scene has some humor. Mm-hmm. And Sophia's asking Bill what's on sale. And he's like, breast pumps. And she's like, meh. And then uh, what else is on sale? Like he's like Afro cream or something. She's like, and he's like preparation H. And she's like, hot damn. (laughs) And then she walks off and then Blanche goes, isn't she awful? Like almost under her breath, the audience doesn't laugh and the scene just moves on. But I thought it was very funny. She just was like, isn't she awful? And it was (laughs) such like a side, just a side comment. Um, And then a woman comes in speaking Spanish. It sounds like maybe her child has a fever Michael, did you hear that Spanish? Was it was it good Spanish? Yeah, Michael, Michael, who is the in-house Spanish translator ah. here, the the Golden Girls Spanish translator here. He has said it is actual good Spanish. Okay. So I I speak a little. De nada. That means you're welcome. I don't speak any. 
I well, there was the one time my ex boyfriend in Chicago told me I did a show and it was for like like a Hispanic like community center or something. It was like mm-hmm. some show that I got booked on. And he was like, just say this, say this like during your set and they'll laugh. Trust me. And so I don't know what I'm going to say. And he was like, just say it. So I get up and I, I think I may have said this on the podcast before, but I get up and I'm like, chupa me la polla, puta. And everyone's like, uh, what? Cause it's like, it's bad. It's not even like proper. I'm not saying the proper thing, but I'm basically loosely. It says, um, suck my dick bitch mm. is what I'm saying. And, uh, I didn't know what I was saying. They laughed. Yeah. They laughed, but I think probably because I was pathetic. Yeah. Which, you know, make a buck. <laughs> I did. <laughs> Como si dice make a buck? Um, Chupa me la polla, puta. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... Um, so she has a turnaround she, when Blanche sees this encounter with the Spanish woman and he see she sees how sweet Bill is. And then Bill goes, Denada. Also, and then he's yeah. just like, you help people. I want to I really wish that like they had gone out of the way to write some Spanish dialogue for Bill. Like mm. he's just like, OK, so what you want to do is you want to take this to the El Doctor and blah, 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 and just give it to him and it'll go down, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, gracias. And he's like, de nada. And I'm like, OK, so they gave him de nada and El Doctor. <laughs> I mean, and on his resume, he probably says fluent in Spanish. I mean, he understands it clearly. Yeah. I just wanted to, usually when someone comes in and they're speaking Spanish to you, you, you're like, oh, I shall speak Spanish back to you. No, I never do that. No? No. But is it, do you speak fluent Spanish? No, I speak German back to them. Oh, okay. I like to really make things weird. <laughs> oh, you're doing that. Okay. <laughs> well, now I have to speak Spanish. Hola, como estas, Baluno? Estoy bien. Como estas? Como? como eh, así, así. Como puta. What? I, ¿Dónde está la biblioteca? I stand by it. Cuatro años en escuela. Sí. De nada. <laughs> De nada. De nada. I still remember some of the Spanish from Goonies when Corey Feldman speaks Spanish to Rosalita, the mm. housekeeper. I don't know literally any Spanish. I, I, I could not. Well, you know, I take that back. When I was in Buenos Aires, I did fairly well. I picked up on things pretty quickly, but then um, I didn't use it after I left mm-hmm. Buenos Aires. And so then I just kind of went back to speaking English and being ignorant. Um, it's sad that like George W. Bush can speak more fluent Spanish than me because I've always found myself to be more like to be like you know, more intelligent than George W. Bush. Mm. But when what were we talking some, about? I forget. Okay. <laughs> so, um, okay. So we're at the pharmacy. Yes. And Rose has a turn or Blanche has a turnaround. And then all of a sudden, well, and her turn is a very cute line. Cause she says, who says you're not a hero? Welcome home. Which because, I mean, did he really do something heroic there? Well, I mean, we don't know is the thing. They don't get into it. So we don't know. Maybe he did, but you know, he's like, look, I know I'm not, you know, look, I know I'm not a hero. I'm a pharmacist. Blah, 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 blah. Um, but you're a hero to me, Bill. But, but then he's, they both decide to get to know each other slowly. And then Blanche is like, and we can both see other people. And he's like, yeah, sure. Is he, is he saying that he, 
he realized that they were rushing into things? I think so. I mean, he's, I think, implying here that he's not back 100%. And I think we can read into that by the line when she says, welcome home, soldier. And he says, it is home, isn't it? Where... You know, there is that, like you were saying before, there's, and I was saying too, there's that traumatic thing about like coming home from war and the adjustment period that, that someone has to have. Mm -hmm. And he definitely is probably, no matter if he did serve, I mean, I'm sure the Gulf War was traumatizing because I, I, I can't imagine what being at war is like. And, and he probably went through something very serious and he, he understood where Blanche was coming from, even if she didn't completely confess Mm -hmm. what she truly was thinking. Yeah. Which is that I don't remember who the fuck you are. Yeah. Which she still doesn't know who the fuck, like we never find out. Like she doesn't go through anything. She doesn't go through her little black book. Mm. She doesn't do it. She has. She, we found in another episode that she keeps a diary of all the men she slept with. I know. So why doesn't she just go back to before the Gulf War started and see if she ever slept with the Bill pharmacist? Yeah. Well, it would have been Bill the soldier. Okay, Bill the soldier. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Why like didn't... it's gonna be in that book. If yeah. Charlie was in that book, mm-hmm. Bill's gonna be in that yeah. book. Mm. Just saying, I, I, I mean, I like where Blanche went to, and I like that Blanche didn't, didn't, didn't stick with her vain self, you know. Mm-hmm. But I'm also a little like the storyline's bullshit, and we never saw him again. I also love, um, I love the button to the scene, the end joke of the scene where um, Sophia gets in trouble for fighting a man oh, over a yeah. tube of preparation H. Which I mean, that's funny. That made me laugh. Um, so back at home, Dorothy has bought Sophia a new wicker handbag, which, which I mean, she ruined by sliding into the preparation age. Well, as you do. Um, which I think, I mean, it's very hard to find those bags. I see so many drag shows of Golden Girls Live. Mm-hmm. Like, I've seen so many, you know, great people do Sophia. Sam Pancake, a, a guest on this podcast not long ago, here in Los Angeles, is Golden Girls Live. And it is very hard to get the actual person. I don't remember if he had the actual purse or not, but it's hard to get. I feel like you have to make it. Yeah, and I would not know how to begin making that. You bend the wicker, right? Well, yeah, but you have to find the material that matches that, which can't be easy either because it's not just like wicker. It's like there's like beaded wicker in there. Yeah. Yeah. It's a complicated bag. It's very complicated. I mean, why not just go get the collectible DVD set and then just use that as the bag? Because it is the back. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. I have all the... D- oh, I ordered the DVDs seasons separately. Yeah, because we were like true fans and got them the second they were released. Yeah. We probably went to a Virgin record store and got them. I, I went somewhere. Um, I love... The, I absolutely love, love, love this scene between Dorothy and Sophia where... Dorothy gives her the handbag and she's like, she realizes that she likes taking care of her. And she's yeah. like, you know, I, I realize I like taking care of you. And Sophia said the reason she had that $35,000 put aside for the will is because she wants to leave something for her kids. She's like, also taking care of them. Yeah. She's like, I want you to be able to have everything you want when I'm gone. And you'll be able to think I have this because of mom. And like Ma. that sentiment, Ma. That sentiment's so sweet, and and Dorothy's like, no, but it's not about the stuff. It's about the memories and the love. And, like, I remember my dad – so my dad retired and bought this, like, little, like, 
a ranch thing, like a little retirement community. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's a place that sounds like Shady Pines, but it's not Shady Pines. Yeah. And, um, and I, I told him, I was like, why do you want to take this money and buy a place? Like you could just rent a place. You know, my dad's 72. I was like, why don't you just rent a place? And it's like, he was like, because I want something that I can leave to my kids. Mm -hmm. He wanted to own something that he could leave to his kids. So I actually think that this sentiment is like, it's very much based on like a writer's personal story. I think it's a relatable, sweet, sweet thing that you, you wonder like, wait, why is my parent doing something that's weird? And they're like, because I want to leave you something. And, and it doesn't always make sense to us at first. My mom was flat out and said, we're broke and we're poor and we don't have any money in a will, but we play the lottery regularly. So you never Never know. know. Never know, never which know. I do also play the lottery regularly because you never know, You never guys. know, so to stand. So wait, but do you think your mom is like hiding some gold molars somewhere um, for you? No, I don't. I mean, we I mean, everything, we're so, like, unlike Dorothy and Sophia, we're an incredibly honest family to the mm-hmm. point where, like, we it would feel weird not to admit something or not mm-hmm. to say all the cards are on the table for us. Yeah. So like there are no surprises when my, you know, I hope it's far down the road, but when my mom and my stepdad pass away, I know exactly what to do. I know exactly what's going on. It's going to be a lot of food. Mm. Food's good. It is. Yeah. We're staring at a box of pizza right we now. We are. Um, so there's a great, so then the, the, the scene kind of ends. Sophia gives Dorothy a molar and then Dorothy stands Well, she up. does a cute thing. She was like, so I figured I'd give you a little bit now. Here's a molar. Go buy something nice. Yeah. Which is really cute. Cause it's like, really what are you going to do with a molar? It's a molar too. That's gross. Yeah. It was in somebody's mouth. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then Dorothy stands up and she's like, let me make you a cup of tea. And like slowly walks into the kitchen. I wish that they'd use like darker, more sinister music. They're after you they, now. They're too. now they're after me. Yeah. They they played like the da na na music yeah. when like Dorothy was like slowly, menacingly walking out of the kitchen, and Sophia was like, <laughs> uh, "I love it." And then, so, the, so we've been talking about over the last few episodes. They've been doing tags. Yeah. Uh, uh, the moment at the end where it's like, it's a funny short scene that yeah. plays during the credits that isn't integral to the plot. It's usually some kind of callback. But this one at the end of the of the episode, to me, felt like... Uh, it's a blooper. It's, it's not even a blooper. So it, it was a little bit of blooper because Rose was laughing, but... Uh, but she's not. She breaks character, right? But I think what so I think what Estelle Getty was doing. So on TV shows, if if a joke doesn't get a big laugh, the writers regroup and they always have like a page of alt jokes that yeah, they've yeah. written backup jokes, or they might pitch some new jokes and then they do another take. And if the audience laughs, they love it. So I feel like what was happening was that Sophia had some of their alt jokes that you know didn't make it into the episode but that she was just per- saying and performing and I don't and, know and because Rose, like and 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 Betty White was was laughing I don't know I will say yeah I get that's all very true that's very true but we do uh, this is just a sad I don't know moment because we know for a fact that 
that Sophia could not remember her lines. It's literally what Either every... that or Estelle Getty was improvising. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like Estelle Getty was just throwing out lines at this point. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's what she was doing. I don't think I don't think anyone was helping her with this. This was I think this was literally a blooper moment where she was just saying things. Yeah, she may have it been improvising. Like, it wasn't accidental, it was intentional. I thought both of them were very funny. Yeah. The first one was I, Sophia Petrillo, when I die, I want to be blown into a million billion bits. The next one was, I, Sophia Petrillo, leave my daughter to science. <laughs> I thought they were both very funny. Have I told you about what I want ha- to happen to me when I die? Oh, no, wait. That was, are you the one who wants to get um, strung up like a pinata no. that's a big M&M and you want people to hit you? No. Oh, okay. That's that might have been another friend. He wanted to be... <laughs> He wanted to be made up to look like a giant red M&M pinata and filled with candy. No. I want to be cremated, which I know is like not the Jewish thing, but I want to be cremated and I want my ashes put into um, little etches sketches. Yeah, and given yes. out to friends and family so they can play with me for we years to come. We have talked about this. And I say that I want my body to be um, frozen with nitrous oxide. Nitrogen? Nitrogen. Frozen with nitrogen and then broken up with a hammer into a tiny million, little billion, billion little bits and then mixed with compost and then I want to be made into a compost box. And then I want somebody to plant like an apple tree or something or like a pear tree, some kind of tree with fruit. And then I want my family to harvest the fruit and then like give it to my friends and be like, here, here's a pear. And then they take a bite and they're like, that was made with Carrie's body. Literally, when you die, everyone's going to look at this very detailed list of things they have to do with your body and be like, why did Carrie like doing lists? We don't know how to follow this. We have to do it. We have to freeze her. Oh, yeah. It's going to be such a pain in the ass. But like my family knows I will haunt them if they don't do it. (laughs) What's your golden takeaway? (laughs) Not to be haunted by you. No, my golden takeaway from this episode is um, this is a hard one because this is like a good episode, but it's not my favorite episode. And like. I don't like the plot necessarily, but I will say that if um, I was making out a will right now, I would um, I would probably leave something to you in it, Carrie. Oh, like you're, what? you're my golden takeaway. Yeah. I don't know, probably like my TV. Maybe um, I have uh, I don't know. I have I have a lot of lights in my apartment, so maybe that. Oh, I have I keep these big gulp cups because you can reuse them and uh, like they give yeah. you a discount when you go and you get refills. So I could leave you all of my big gulp cups. I'm I have a few of them. I'm looking around at some other things I feel like I might like more. Well, you don't you get, have quite well, the record collection. You know that like wills don't work like that. You don't dictate what you get. You just get oh. what you get. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you're, okay. getting, you're getting big gulp cups. All right. Well, I don't want to like force your hand in any way. So I'll just say. A TV and big gulp cups. What more do you okay, want? I have enough TVs. Offensive. <sighs> um, my golden takeaway is um, I'm going to rewatch the movie Fern Gully. I haven't seen oh, it in a long time. That's a good one. And none of that bullshit where you go on Netflix and you're like, oh, they have Fern Gully. But it's like Fern Gully 4, Attack yeah. of the Other Rainforest Guys. And I'm like, no, no. I, I don't like it. It always does that with Land Before Time. It's like, oh, man, the Land Before Time's on Hulu. And it's like the Land Before Time 2, Littlefoot's Lost Adventure. And I'm like, fuck you. I don't care. I want to see the originals, but none of them are on there. Why? Literally, you and maybe four people listening were like, I've been there. I think it's more than four. (laughs) I guarantee you it's more than four. Yeah. Stan and I, like six months ago, 
wanted to watch, was it Krampus? We wanted to watch Krampus, that movie about the, the Krampus. Yeah. The, you know, the, the, it was a good movie yeah. with Tony Collette. Yeah, except we go to the thing, we type in Krampus. We're like, there it is. Buy $4.99. We start playing it. It was fucking Krampus 2. <laughs> and we were like, no! Is Tony Collette no! in it? No! I don't know because we didn't watch it. We were mad and we just shut it off. But wow. we did finally see Krampus and I enjoyed it. I always enjoy Tony Collette. She's great. I watched a weird movie. Michael, what did we watch last night? Little Hours. Little Hours. Do you know about this movie? Oh, yeah, with uh, Nicole Kidman. Yeah, no, 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 no. no. (laughs) (laughs) The sequel to The Hours. Oh, Little Hours. Yeah, Yeah, of course, with Winona Ryder and Claire Danes. No, it's completely improvised. It has Dave Franco in it and Molly Shannon, and they play a bunch of nuns and, like, it's all improvised. It's a very strange nuns movie. Nuns bringing uh, sex and needy people underwear? Yes. Yes. They, yes. Nuns are doing sexy things. Oh, There's okay. like witches and stuff. Oh, yeah. I've heard about this. Yeah. It's Guys, it's an episode where we watch the Golden Girls <laughs> and we talk about it. Uh, yeah. Golden Takeaway. Watch Fern Gully. That's it. That's Guys, great. this has been out in the lanai. It's, we're hitting nine o'clock. This is, the t- this is peak time for oh, silliness. Are. The next episode we'll be watching is The Pope's. Ring. I love this episode. It's a good episode where Sophia steals the Pope's ring and Rose uh, learns that Miles is having cosmetic surgery because fuck him. I'm so over Miles. Miles I've, needs to I've, die. I've, I've crossed over into I was loving Miles forever and now I hate him. Michael and I just recently watched Freaky Friday. Which one? The original? Miles was in Freaky Friday. The original? No, the new one. He's the grandpa or whatever. Oh. Yeah. Eh. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, guys, guys, that's been out this on the Lanai. Out on We're keep following us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Golden Girls Podcast. Keep chatting with us, send us messages, keep yeah. up the Golden Girls talk. It's literally what saves me every single day. On Twitter, we are at Golden Girls Pod. You know what we didn't redress early in the episode? What? Megan Markle and Prince Harry with the Golden Girls shirt. Oh, yeah. I posted it on I know, but we should address media. it on the podcast to archive it for history. On this day in history, but not today because it was a few days ago. Yeah. Prince Harry, Harry which wore a Golden Girls shirt. Hark- harkens back to when Queen Elizabeth's mother, I, I guess Elizabeth as well. I don't know her name. She, the Queen Mother... Um, had she loved the Golden mm-hmm. Girls, loved the Golden Girls, and had the girls come to England and perform yeah. a scene from the very first episode of the, the pilot episode of the Golden Girls, and you can find it on on YouTube and stuff. We'll post it on this episode because it is a good, it's a, just a good one to watch. Um, I like to think that Golden Girls DVDs have been like passed down from generation to generation, or like the VHS tapes or something. Oh, like for the British family yeah. or the royal family. The yeah. royal family. The one rule of the royal family is like. Don't talk about don't talk about our personal affairs and always watch the Golden Girls at bedtime. <laughs> fall asleep too. Oh, these this is the Queen Mother's favorite episodes to fall asleep too, not the empty nest one. Mommy <laughs> loves the one where Rose dates a little person. We watched that earlier today. Oh, you did? Yeah, it's so funny. I'm imagining like Queen Elizabeth going, and the worst line in Golden Girls history: "George, never die." <laughs> Grandma, you're such a blunt. <laughs> she would be, I bet. You think so? Yeah. Elizabeth's totally like Dorothy, completely. Yeah. Queen oh, Elizabeth. yeah, like Dorothy. Oh, sure. yeah, completely. Yeah. Yeah. I bet Lady Di, rest in peace, was probably Rose. No, I think I think she was. I don't think She's she was Blanche. any of them because I think she was 
You can't compare her to anybody. Okay, fine. She was Rose's daughter from the first season, the one who was angry about the will. She's that. That's Lady no, Di. No, t- Lady Di is no one because she's everything. Oh, my God. Get over it. <laughs> I will not get over it. <laughs> yes, English Rose. Let's now, now people, it. the podcast has ended, and now they're just with us for, like, <laughs> the post-podcast chit-chat. Everybody's going... When is this podcast going to be over? We're ending it now. You Wait. can go to Golden Girls Pod on Twitter or Facebook.com slash Golden Girls Podcast. And you can follow me at H. Allen Scott on everything. Carrie, where can they follow you? They literally hear us saying goodbye and they go, why are there eight more minutes left? Yes, before I know. This ends? So end it. Uh, I am Squid Eat Squid on Twitter. I'm Squidzy on Instagram. You guys can still catch me on the IMDb show every Thursday. IMDb.com slash show. Yeah. Um, I hung out with Cheech and Chong recently and shot a video with them. You can find out the one person they've always wanted to get high with that they haven't gotten high with that's on their bucket list. That's fascinating. You can also see me. <laughs> At um, Glassdoor.com. I've uploaded my resume to Glassdoor.com. So if you want to go there, I think it's Glassdoor.com slash H. Allen Scott. Did that this last week. So, um, yeah. You have a lot of time indoors. <laughs> and you can go to OutOnTheLanai.com to, for more DG fun or OutOnTheLanai.com slash donate to give us a little something to help us cover these costs. These costs. Costs. <laughs> And I remember, never want it to end. I do. I don't As, want to go home. I want, the, I want to turn the air conditioning on. Uh, As always, remember, stay golden. Get the fuck out of my apartment. Have some tea. Have some tea.